Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So here we go. You better buckle up, buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. And it's Martin Luther King Day. If you've got the day off, spend it with us. As we're coming to you live from the corner of 6th and Market, beautiful downtown Ken. Overcast, really cold, 17 degrees in the Hall of Fame city, Kenny. You know what I'm starting to do with this cold weather? I'm trying to trick my mind to enjoy being out in the single digits. And what I'm trying to do is I see all these athletes and then all these challenges on TikTok and whatnot of the, uh, you know, the ice baths that these athletes take, right? It's supposed to be good for your, your body and inflammation and all that. So I'm tricking my mind and saying, you know what, I'm going to take Frankie out. It's minus three degrees with the wind chill, and this is going to be like an ice bath for me. And I'm going to put the boots on Frankie so his paws are safe, and we're going to go for a 20, 25-minute walk, let him do his business, and it's going to be good for my body. How be about care- that? Be careful. It's not good for the dogs to be out that long, especially their little paws, and that's what we have to watch out for, too. And don't leave your dog outside, people. But I'll tell you something else that's really good, Kenny. When the sun does peek through... I don't care how cold it is. When the sun peeks through and, and it stays late a little bit longer, which it's starting to, I don't mind it as much. It's winter time, man. We live in Northeast Ohio. We're used to cold temperatures. Now, the difference is, the good news, we don't have a lot of precip- precipitation like they do in Buffalo. Right. That's what you don't want to see. A lot of snow, a lot of sleet, a lot of rain. A couple of days, it's going to be 40 degrees next week. Who cares? Yeah, well, like I said, if you do, I Frankie, he used to fight me when I put the little boots on his paws, but not anymore, man. Mm-hmm. Put those boots on, Velcro it. He goes out there, and he loves it out there with the yeah. boots on. Doesn't affect yeah. him. Uh, it's good for me. So uh, could you imagine, you saw the game Saturday night, right, Kansas City? Could you have played in weather like that? Absolutely not. And I called the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I asked for our own Mark Miller. He's got the day off today, and you know how, like, Every time there's a big game in the NFL or somebody breaks a record, they usually get either his jersey or some artifact into like a weekly kiosk there. Right. The Patrick Mahomes helmet will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame Wednesday. Will it? Really? I got to go see this thing. Did you see that? It I mean, blew up we're, like we're, a firecracker. Was we're going to get thing, into man. the Browns and all that stuff. You know, how, yeah. uh, you know at the end of the yeah. season woes and whatnot. I'm telling you, man, I've never in my lifetime – Seen a helmet crack like that during the play? No, that's because it Never. was, what, minus 14 degrees, the fourth coldest game in NFL history. And, and how about that? You could tell, too. As soon oh, as yeah. the game started, you could tell that the Chiefs were going to win, mm-hmm. the Dolphins wanted to go home, and 1-2-3 Cancun, as Charles Barkley likes right. to say, when the season is over. They were done, man. Yeah. Can You talk about a home field advantage, and, and Mahomes yeah. loves weather like that. Yeah. They had a reason to play crappy. Browns didn't have a reason not to show up on oh, Saturday. Geez. And you watch this game, and it was quite evident that once they got behind that there was no stopping that Houston Texans offense. For whatever reason, defense didn't travel except for one player. 
Jeremiah Uwusu Koromoa played his yeah. ass off. He was the only one. It was disappointing he was. all the way around. Uh, they led twice, seven nothing and fourteen ten in the mm-hmm. first half, and as soon and it, it really angered me from this standpoint. Browns retake the lead at fourteen ten, very first play from scrimmage. Right. Brian, do you have that highlight? Very first play from scrimmage. What happens? It's like a pitcher. You just gave uh, Shane Bieber. You just gave him a, a two to nothing lead. He comes out the very next inning. He gives up a three run homer like right. this. On first down, play action, fake bootleg roll out to the right. Going to dump it off, and it's wide open down the right sideline. Brevin Jordan's got it. He's to the fifty. He's wide open. Forty. He's to the thirty. He's to the twenty. He's gone. Ten. Five. Touchdown. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Seventy-five yards. You know that. You look at this game, and there's so many different directions you can take, and yeah. a lot of it, in my opinion, has to be directed right back at Kevin Stefanski. Now, mm-hmm. as much as we want to give him the credit for maybe being the coach of the year, they weren't ready to play this game, and nope. it just seemed as though every misdirection and every fake we fell for. Ronnie Hickman, God love you. You're a Buckeye. You played like dog crap, Rhoda. I mean, that secondary was so bad, it makes you wonder what the heck they were doing all season long. And I'll tell you what they were doing. They were beating up stiff competition. And when I say stiff, you know me. It's like my my equivalent of bad competition. You didn't beat any good quarterbacks all season long, with the exception of maybe Brock Purdy. And even then, they had an opportunity to win that game in the wanting seconds and the the kicker for the 49ers miss a field goal. Now, you're going to take the good with the bad, but all season long, I looked at it, and we asked Jim Donovan. I asked him the question last week. How can this team win in the postseason when you can't run the ball? He said, oh, they ran it good against the Jets. Balarkey, you have to be able to run against good competition. You can get away with not running the ball well against teams like the Chicago Bears, New York Jets who had packed it in. But when you're playing the best of the best, and let's face it, you should be the best of the best or the best of what's left over once you get to the playoffs. They didn't show up, man. They weren't ready. Maybe they weren't good enough. I'm second-guessing all season long. Like I said, hey, maybe this defense is for real. Well, maybe they're beating up stiffs. Well, on the road, 31 points per game. At home, 13 points per game. And you look at the quarterbacks that they played on the road versus the quarterbacks yeah. they played at home. Big difference. Made a, uh, you know, uh, was a huge factor in that loss. Very disappointing. Miles Garrett, a complete no-show oh. uh, in the game. But you know what? Fairness to him, he was a complete no-show in the game. Uh, Micah Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys, who's up right. for player of the year. Complete no-show, right? T.J. Watts out. He won't play later this afternoon in Buffalo. So your three defensive player of the year candidates two out of the three were no-shows and their team got beat and their team was the favorite to win in those games mm-hmm. right so a uh, very disappointing and you know what if you remember going back to when they signed joe flacco i wasn't for it i wanted nick Foles, but flacco made me eat my words throughout the regular season but guess what the retired joe flacco showed up mm-hmm. in this game the retired joe flacco throws two pick sixes on back-to-back mm-hmm. series and unfortunately that's what i thought they were getting uh, right. when they first signed him and he goes four and one in the regular season yeah. they're not there without him but when they played a good team and the pressure was on right. you saw the aging joe flacco show up there's a reason for that kenny because you have no running game you have no threat of a running game they're taking away your play action because what are you going to do we're going to dare you to run the ball against us you can't possibly do that we're going to force Joe Flacco 
to beat us, and he proved that he couldn't get it done. He's going to be 39 years old next week, and again, I don't blame that on him, and I don't want to sit I here do. make you can all you want. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses, but then again, I have to. The injury bug that this team went through, it's amazing. I don't know how they won 11 games, but to get to that point in the season with those tackles, forget about it. You could have had Joe Montana back there. He would have done the same thing as Joe Flacco. Well, Flacco uh, doesn't throw the ball away, pick six. Uh, should have taken the sack on that play, and then a horrible throw. Stared his receiver down on the other pick six. That's a veteran. Hey, we were applauding Fine. this guy. He's going to be the difference. He's got the experience in the playoffs. And C.J. Stroud embarrassed Joe Fine. Flacco and the entire Browns uh, team. Flacco was as much to blame as the defense was in that game. Your opinion, you can stick to it, because I'll look at it the same way with Dak Prescott. He was throwing into double and triple coverage all day long yesterday, and Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud were the two calm, collected, and really good quarterbacks over the weekend. You can't make fault for anything. And I looked at that game and said, you know, if there's a team that was similar to the Browns, it would have been the Dallas Cowboys. Look who yeah. they get to play twice a year. The New York Football Jets, the Washington Commanders. They stroll through a season where every time they played a good team, the difference is they got beat by them. But the Browns somehow were able to beat Baltimore and able to beat the 49ers. But there's a lot of comparisons there. And thank you, Dallas Cowboys, for taking the national heat off the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, no Telling doubt, you. man. When does McCarthy get fired? By the time um, we're done with the show today, is half he time, fired? Half time yesterday, I think there were calls out to Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I mean, anybody that I know that knows anything about football, we're texting and tweeting and everything yep. else. It's like, Bill Belichick, get him on. Could you imagine how cool would that be? Kenny, I'm going to tell you, Bill Belichick's going to be my next head football coach. We're going to win the Super Bowl next year. Book it. Jerry's, you know Jerry's well, got him on speed dial. Something has definitely had to be said about coaching because the Green Bay coaching staff definitely outcoached Mike McCarthy. I mean, LaFleur was running circles around that guy. I can't say the same against, well, I can't say the same about, again, about the Texans because the way the Browns showed up, it makes you wonder whether or not they should have arrested players the week before. And how can you really second guess that knowing all the injuries that this team right. has been through? But it showed that team to me looked slow on Saturday. Do you think because of what happened on Christmas Eve, they blow that team out even without C.J. Stroud. They came in overconfident, thinking they could just show up with Flacco's experience and they'll win the game. If they would have got beat closer, I would have maybe said that, but they were so much slower than the Texans. I mean, on every play, it just seemed as though guys are running wide open. Uh, our, <laughs> what do we, You know, we're going back to a year ago when they fired Joe Woods as their defensive coordinator. Right. Uh, miscommunication. Hey, there was a lot of miscommunication in that game, too. But then again, Dallas... And Dan Quinn did the same exact thing. I mean, every way you look at both of those games, there's similarities, and they're taking the heat off the Cleveland Browns. I'll tell you another thing. You look at Jim Schwartz now, and everybody wants to look at him. Oh, he's going to be up for coach of the year. Somebody's going to want to hire him for a head coaching job. Not after that performance. Probably not, JT. 76, 37, 19, and 15-yard touchdowns. Every touchdown was a double-digit touchdown, two of them over 30 yards and then on defense, they gave up an 82-yard return and yeah. a 36-yard no return. Answers. So uh, that's yeah. one, two, that's six explosive mm -hmm. big plays well, by the Texans, and the Browns had none. On the road, the last thing you wanted to do is get into a shootout with a 38-year-old quarterback, especially when you proved that you couldn't stop a rookie. And all they did was Ooh. keep putting themselves 
deeper and deeper into the hole. And like you mentioned, the two pick sixes, heck, after the first one, you could have yelled ball game at your TV. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Browns, unfortunately, uh, bring their uh, what was an exciting season. It was. Um, a roller coaster ride to a screeching right. halt. Uh, I picked the Browns to win, and, and uh, let's just say thanks to the Cowboys and the Browns, I was in the negative on yeah. all my betting apps over the weekend, but I didn't think the Browns would lose. I, I thought there was a chance they could get beat, but I didn't think they'd lose by, what was it, 31 points? No. That That was in imbe- yeah. JT, worst playoff loss yeah. for the Cleveland Browns since 1968 when right. the Baltimore Colts shut them out. I think it was 31 nothing, Which is fine. I mean, once, once it's snowball effects and it's going downhill, there was no stopping that juggernaut anyway, and we were beating ourselves. In the entire third quarter, you held on to the ball longer than the Texans, and yet they put up 14 points to your none because we just kept giving them touchdowns with the pick sixes. The bigger decision is going to have to be moving forward. Can the Browns respond from this? They've got a list of free agents on their own team that they have to figure out what they're going to do with. Zadarius Smith, Sione Takitaki. Uh, these are just the big ones. Anthony Walker, Jordan Elliott, Harrison Bryant, your punter, um, Kareem Hunt, Rodney McLeod. Um, I'm not going to ne- throw in P.J. Yeah. Walker. and plays. Marquise Goodwin, they never used him. Um, there's a lot of guys on this list that they have to decide what they want to do with. Goodbye. And how they can go ahead and spend some money and fortify that offensive line. It was never right all season. God love Nick Chubb. What are you going to do with him? You gonna? What are you going to do with that contract? What do you expect from Nick Chubb? Because I got news for you. I wasn't sold on Kareem Hunt the entire season. It's a great story. He played well in the red zone. But they didn't give him enough carries because he's obviously lost a step. They need a running back. Well, here's what I'll say. The list you gave, there's nobody on that list I go, I got to keep. I absolutely 100% have to keep. There's nobody on Zedari- that list. I take Zedaria Smith. If there was one, and I'm still, you know, he might be the one. Other than that, I want no, I'll take all that money on those average to below average guys and spend it on somebody else and bring somebody yeah. new. And there's no impact players on that list, including, in my opinion, Zadarius Smith, but he's the best of the bunch. That's all. But I don't know how much money they're going to have to spend. And it goes back to the whole Deshaun Watson thing. And that made that even a tougher pill to swallow is the fact that you made the big deal to bring him in to get to right. where they are now, and they've already passed you by with a, a quarterback who's a rookie that may or may not have been part of the deal, but they had enough draft picks where it could have been part of that deal. Yeah, well, and, and that's the other thing. You and I were talking about this last night. We were texting back and forth. How about the storyline of you traded for Deshaun Watson with the Houston mm-hmm. Texans? The Texans then went out and took those draft picks, right? Yeah. And, and uh, the moves that they made with you and bettered their team and then embarrassed you by beating you head-to-head in the playoffs as Deshaun Watson has played a total of 12 games in two years and C.J. Stroud looks like he's the franchise quarterback that maybe the Browns don't have. It's worse than that. You've got him for another three years on that deal that you paid him for, and it's guaranteed money, and we still don't know what to expect from Deshaun Watson. What we do know what to expect is more talk on this, but here's some of the other things that happened over the weekend if you missed it. Did you miss again? Here are the weekend headlines that you have missed. We mentioned this at the beginning of the program. It's Martin Luther King Day, federal holiday honoring the fallen civil rights leader. Actually falls on Dr. King's birthday, 
Born on today's date in 1929, 95 years ago today. We're going to hear a little bit later on in the show. Cavaliers are playing later tonight. We're going to hear from Donovan Mitchell about Martin Luther King. If you missed it, this isn't a huge story, but it does remind us. The NBA trade deadline is less than a month away. Detroit Pistons and the Washington Wizards struck a deal. Big deal. They have a combined 10 wins. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that this week. I'm like, why? It was all about just saving money. That's it. I think the Pistons save about $12.5 million off of uh, Marvin Bagley III's contract. But it reminds us, trade deadline is February 8th at 3 okay. p.m. Okay. If you missed it yesterday, University of Washington hires Jed Fish as their next Ooh. head football coach. Ooh. Fish, he was on Barney Miller, remember? Oh, I thought he was Jed, related to Jed Clampett of the Beverly Hillbillies. He heads to the Big Ten after being the head coach, I believe, at Arizona. Okay. All right, well. If you whatever. missed it, Adam Shefty reports that Jim Harbaugh is meeting with the L.A. Chargers today. Meanwhile, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy took two X to say that he will forego his senior year, has declared for the NFL draft, as will wide receiver Roman Wilson. That kid, that receiver, had 48 catches, 7,889 yards, and 12 touchdowns this year. Yeah, he did, and Corum's gone too, so what is that? Uh, 39 of their touchdowns will be gone to the NFL. If you missed it, we have a new number one at the box office over the weekend. Mean Girls is the number one flick. If you want to go I check have it no out. Idea. It's a I remake. Have no idea what that is. Number okay. two movie is The Beekeeper. One All man's right. brutal campaign for justice takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. I, well, I want to see that. That, that you, Whatever you just read made me want to go see that. Wonka's number three, Anything But You at Four, and Migration is your number five movie this week. All right. Beekeepers. I'm going to see it. If you missed it, Super Wild Card Weekend final scores. Browns get blown out on Saturday to the Houston Texans by the tune of 45-14. to 14. The only good thing about this game is they solved the dispute between the cable provider and DirecTV. Gee, I wish they wouldn't have. <laughs> I know you were bitching and moaning that you didn't have it and then to go get blown out. It would have been better not to watch it. Chiefs were warmer than the Dolphins and Patrick Mahomes' helmet exploded, but it will be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Wednesday. Chiefs over the Dolphins 26-7. And then yesterday, Packers stunned the Cowboys 48-32. Did you watch that game? I watched it because I had wow. money on it in so many different ways, and I will never bet on the Dallas Cowboys or Dak Prescott ever again. I, Screw you. I told you that. He was my fantasy football league quarterback. He's a stiff. See how yes, I use that word, stiff? It, in big games. If you missed it, the Lions held on to ruin Matt Stafford's homecoming. Final score there is 24-23. They get to host their second playoff game. It was the first playoff game in Detroit since, like, the 50s. No. Yes. Was it really? Yes. Holy cow. That's ridiculous. Two games today, Bills and the Steelers, in about, uh, what, about an hour from now, right? 4.30? Yep, 4.30-ish. Baker Mayfield and the Buc Buccaneers host the Eagles tonight at 8.15. That game will be on ABC. Men's hoops today, if you missed this one. Oh, boy. Ohio State traveled to Michigan, and our woes continue up there, getting beat 73-65. to They're not good. Did you hear the crowd? Just like football. No, I didn't. I <laughs> they were chanting. I watched it on TV yeah. today. They were chanting that. Uh, that's three losses in a row for the basketball team and three losses in a row for the football team to Michigan. If you missed it, here's Brian with High School Hoop Scoreboard over the weekend, including 
are green wildcats. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, we will start off with uh, the local action. <laughs> I accidentally threw away the green bobcats. Oh, bobcats. I'm going to chase that. Wildcats. Uh, the MLK Classic over the weekend at Hoover saw Perry beat Talmadge 55-46. Um, Alliance beat Maslin 69-66. Louisville over Woodridge 76-57. Lake edged Euclid 47-66. Green over Canfield 79-55. Post Hoover beat Barberton 55-47. McKinley over Akron East 69-29. What? Jeez. I was there running that game. Well, that was a thriller. Glen Oak beat Copley, uh, held off Copley 66-60. Glen Oak had a 16-point lead at one point in that game. Uh, if you want Friday scores, just go to whbcsports.com. Give me two seconds here. I found the Bobcats score. They took on New Hope Christian Academy and got beat 75-61. There you go. How'd There's you find that so quick? I have a computer. That snapped yeah. a two-game uh, winning streak for the Bobcats, though. And, and how about this? They're Stark two County and ten. Teams. They're two and ten. Thanks, Stark County way. teams in the ML, MLK Classic. Stark County teams go seven and one. The only loss was because Maslin uh, played Alliance. And the Federal League teams, JT, in the MLK Classic go six and zero oh over the weekend. Impressive. We're going to break in right now. We'll take more of your phone calls. We're hearing from Kevin Stefanski today, Joe Flacco, Miles Garrett, if he showed up for his post-game press conference. Uh, he didn't show up for the game. And Ooh, we'll wow. hear from uh, the, more of the post-game comments as well. Keep it right here. It's a Monday edition of the Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.